Lost and determined. Lost and determined. <laughs> this is Lost and Determined, a podcast. Welcome back to Lost and Determined. <laughs> Lost and Determined. Lost and Determined. Ooh, what's that third voice over there? We have a guest. <laughs> That's what the third voice is. <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping somebody would respond. Um. <laughs> I don't know when I'm supposed to talk and when I'm not. You still chat. I need like a little finger gun. Go. Okay. So um, here today we have Callan. Hello. (laughs) She may be a little nervous. I did get a little nervous all of a sudden, but I'll snap out of it in just a second. (laughs) You don't have to listen to this episode. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, we have Callan here today, our first guest. Yes. Very honored to be here. Yes. Thank you. I'm so happy you are. (laughs) So for those of you who are listening that don't know, Callan is my little in in our sorority. Um, So a little, as we said in a couple other episodes, it's just like a mentorship program. Um, So originally, she was my little... (laughs) <laughs> that's just like the worst way to put it. I mean, it is, but also well, it, it sounds is. so like I know it just sounds weird. Yeah, when you were getting technical, that's what, yeah. what big little is. Yeah, it's base big, big and little is like a mentor mentee, mm-hmm. just with the frills and whatnot <laughs> and bullshit of sorority life. Yeah, Milo to cuss. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. why we mark it as explicit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. So yeah, she was is my little, uh, but now she's just my nearest and dearest friend literally i'm her only friend in columbus besides ireland (laughs) (laughs) very true (laughs) um yeah so callan do you want to say anything about yourself or do you want to just get started like age i don't know Um, (laughs) okay age myers-briggs if you know it if not anagram if not shit i don't know my personality yeah okay I'm, my name is Callan Jane Holzapfel. <laughs> I am 22 years old, and I don't know my, my, um, my IFGB. My, <laughs> you don't know yours? I have no idea, because every time I take it, I get something different. Really? And I know, yes, every single time. It depends like on my- letter, or no. just like the E and I? I don't know, but it's just, <laughs> it's always different, and, um... My Enneagram, it also fluctuates a little bit, but I believe I'm a six. I have no and, idea but that, that depends that. <laughs> on which test I take as well. Like, you know, oh. Google, I've taken like the top three and they all give me something different. I'm right around the four, six, eight range. Four, six, eight. Like, oh, you are the loyalist. Conflicted between, between trust and distrust. The loyalist. But I always take those quizzes thinking I'm going to get very into it and I just never do. Really? Yeah. I like those. I like them, but I personally like Myers-Briggs better when we're talking, uh, like, to people about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, mentioning, oh, I'm an ENFP because it's easier to know what each of the letters are right. versus the number. I'm like, I don't know what six means. Right, like, I don't remember. Yeah. And, right. and, like, if you have similar letters to someone, you can be like, oh, okay, well, I also have, like, an F and a P, so, you know, can relate. But if it's a number, if you don't really understand or, like, know a lot about the, how do you say it, Enneagram? Anagram. 
And then you that word then you can't like like I had to look it up. Like I don't know what they are. I yeah. think the Enneagram is more for like self validation, like, oh yeah, mm. that is me. And there are other people that are like crazy yeah. like <laughs> me, like yes. that have those issues. Except every time I read something, like one time I was reading the exact wrong thing because I was looking through the Instagram pages and I thought it was an Instagram pages of just six it. Oh my gosh. Six things. Happens. But I was on like a two or something. I was like, Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. And then I was oh. like, well, I was like, Well, not so much, not so much that and not so much that but you know but I could still see the rest of this and then I like look at the captions like oh shit this is for type twos <laughs> I'm not a type two at least I don't think I don't know right but I think the Enneagram is more for like yourself to that's know true. that's very true um, yeah. and not to, like to share it's just like right yeah interesting Myers-Briggs has my heart what up homie I'm sure I'll take it again someday, and I'll report back but again <laughs> depends on my mood where I'm at at that week in my life yeah Okay. But that's also the cool thing about Myers-Briggs, not to talk too much about it, but like, <laughs> I, I'm such a goof about these things, but Myers-Briggs, it's all a scale. So for me, I'm technically an ENFI, but fun fact, I am consider myself an ambervert, so I'm both an introvert and extrovert. Right, I feel that. And my Myers-Briggs, I'm 53% extroverted, 47% introverted. So that's right on the cusp. Yeah, so I think that's the very interesting part, is it's a scale, and... If we're talking work life, it's a scale like you could be like completely different from like your mm-hmm. personal life. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I That's would like so to true. think I'm more of a J in my professional life, but I don't know I what don't. A J means. It's like judgmental. More like more isn't it more like logical or more like fact fact based or no? It's about how you get things done. So a P it's I wish I could share with the audience emotion, <laughs> but basically uh, with Pete, you start here and you basically do this clusterfuck of movements and ideas and things, and then you end at the ending spot. Oh, with a J, it's more you like start. Routed. Yeah, it's definitely more routed, and you're like here. Step one is this. Step two is this, and like, and it's more straight line. Like, interesting. Yeah. No, I'm definitely an F or P. I was gonna say you're definitely a P. <laughs> definitely a P. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyhow, that was enough about that. We'll have okay. a, another. Yeah, well, stay tuned for a later episode. <laughs> yes, literally could go on for hours. So do you, we're going to um, kick it off with a good um, question and answer just for the audience to get a little, get to know, there we go, Callan a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Do you want to kick, it, oh kick her away? Oh, oh I thought you were ready. That's why I said it. <laughs> like, so, um, okay, um, let's just go with a, oh, oh, this, I found this question really interesting. What are you really good at, but kind of embarrassed to admit that you're good at? Anything? Anything else? Okay, this is so weird. <laughs> Embarrassment, yes. I'm really good at folding fitted sheets. <gasps> really? And Can you I fold don't teach me? know why that's the first thing that popped in my mind, but it is. I have a whole system, that's and they a turn... Good thing. Yes. I'm really good at it, but I would be embarrassed. I guess I'm not embarrassed to tell someone. It's just out there weird. It's embarrassing because I don't have anything else that I think I'm good at. <laughs> I just do a mean folded sheet. No, but seriously, uh, I tried to fold one the other day. I just and I ended up just rolling it. I start and I'm like, yeah. So the thing is, you like make false corners where like the little lines are. You kind of fold the sheet on itself so that the scrunchy part is in and it's like a fake border around and then you just take the corners you created where those seams are and fold those on each other so i normally like use my naked bed 
like without the sheets oh, on it to like help me so that it's see. all laid out or I use like the back of a couch or something like that. I, I, try, to do the, I just try to do the like stand no, up and fold work. like a towel and then I so there's this technique that you do that with one of the corners you put one hand in and then you like put all the other corners on that hand and somehow it's supposed to work but every time I do it That's I That's one of those up. five minute craft things you know it doesn't actually work. No. <laughs> well no I I think I figured out my method through like a five minute craft and then I just like tweaked it to my own. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then we'll do a video. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this can be a, a tutorial. <laughs> Pose for the week. Fit <laughs> <laughs> it sheet. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Do you have do you wanna ask the next question? Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> Let's all just find one real quick. <laughs> Um, oh, I love this one. Okay, what are some of... <laughs> what? Every time you ask a question, even in the last episode we did, you're like, oh, I love this question. <laughs> she question. just loves all she of loves them. She loves all questions. You know, if I wouldn't be asking if I didn't love it. Well, yeah. that's very incorrect. Anyhow. Um, what are some of your personal rules that you would never break? Oh. It's like rules. Um, Is it like values kind of, sort of? Values, things like do's and don'ts. Um, be. Oh, I always, this is like everyone does this anymore, so it's not special, but I always tip at least 20%, uh, just because I was a server for a while, so now it's like... You, like, understand. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I always factor that in. Like, you know when you're kind of on a tight budget, so you're, like, picking your food based off that, so I'll, like, factor that into my, like, picking Smart. my meal, just so I know I'm tipping them enough. So, Perhaps that's to you for factoring that in. Like, you're like, yeah, I'll go with that. And <laughs> we'll figure it out later. Well, like, either way, I'm going to give them the money. But, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. am I okay? Probably not. <laughs> Will I eat tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a rule I follow. I can't really think of anything. Any driving rules? Driving rules? Yeah. I always use my turn signal, and everyone should always yes. use their turn okay. signal. And, oh, 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 you put your turn signal on before you start braking. Yes! Oh, yes! my goodness. Yes! I get so mad when people say, break, 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 break. Ooh, let's flip yeah, on a turn signal doing? like that. that. What are you doing? That doesn't help me know that you're going to start braking, friend. Yeah. <laughs> friend. That was the worst way to say it. Like, you know you're not your friend. 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 <laughs> That's like my road rage. Does everyone becomes friend, pal, buddy, and like <laughs> a nice a like, term Sir. of endearment with like an angry accent. It is so funny. I, I completely agree. Wow. <laughs> Speaking truth only. Okay. Um another question. If I should just jump right into it. Yeah. Oh, no, how about I ask you guys questions? What are rules you guys always follow? Oh, oh yeah. Let's okay. flip it back I'm on, on you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, did not come prepared, but that's okay. That's fine. Well, neither did I. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to see our list? No, I don't want to see your list. I want you to answer what rules you follow. Stop stalling. What rules I follow? What was the question? What what rules you don't break for yourself? I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) Just live in the moment. I feel like I have a pretty good moral compass, you know? Like, like, if I feel wrong doing something, I probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. That's my rule. So, actually, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. <laughs> I like that. I think we applied to many different things. 
That's a lot more philosophical than mine. Because another one I was just thinking of was like, (laughs) that's very philosophical. (laughs) We're both not there. All I'm saying is, doesn't feel right. Don't do it. What were you gonna say? I was like, another one I just thought of was that I always separate my laundry before I do it. So like, darks, colors, white. You separate your laundry? Oh yes, I remember my my freshman year roommate in college, Emily Sukolak, God love her, did not separate her laundry, and we were two very different people in this regard. She was just one of those wash everything on cold. That's fine. Go for it. And I would do like I was that freshman that would do like separate mini loads because I like had to wash clothes. I didn't have enough for a full load, but I would not put a yellow shirt in with like a dark pair of jeans it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna mess it up so were you also the type that had like the fabric softener the bleach the laundry soap like that oh yeah fuck a tide pod oh no if you use tide pods i'm sorry but loki you need to be educated (laughs) but um i remember my freshman year i used tide pods because like convenience yeah Yeah. convenience and i am a huge sweater person so one of my (laughs) sweat Almost sweater. Oh, sweater. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were calling your sweat. Like you had a sweater. Not a sweaty person. <laughs> like a sweater weather. <laughs> sweater weather person. I think of the laundry and like maybe like the tide pods didn't cut it. <laughs> you had those pit stains. You know about your little yellow must in the pits. I thought that pits. was such a weird way to say that you sweat a lot. <laughs> I mean, I do. I had to read deodorize before we started, but like, shit. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was okay. funny. Sorry. No, I'm a sweater. <laughs> Didn't mean to expose you. <laughs> you enjoy wearing an occasional sweater. Yeah. And so it literally was like kind of brand new. Like I just got it my freshman year of college. It was that year. And I put it in the wash with Tide Pods. Mm-hmm. And literally it didn't melt. Because I think they were kind of yeah. still new at that point or something. People and weren't they, eating them yet. That right. is very true. <laughs> the plastic they were not food at that point. Thin. It wasn't thin enough. Like, not plastic, but, you know, like the yeah. melty part was yeah. thin enough. Yeah, and I'm pretty, like, I wash all my clothes on cold. Oh, so, yeah, oh. so the cold wasn't melting it. Yeah, yeah, don't wash your clothes on cold. Unless, I think like, it was heat activated, Unless it's alerted. <laughs> um, it said it was water activated. Oh. I kind of feel like it got wrapped up in the sweater. Oh, oh yeah. But I didn't realize that it was like that until after oh. I let it dry all the way. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was fine, but like, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, what do I do? And this was, is why we fuck a Tide Pod. Yeah. Not, that makes it sound like it's a good thing. <laughs> like, in a bad way, y'all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're not fucking Tide Pods. Now you take it there. <laughs> <sighs> okay, funny. next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> so, those are the rules. We don't use Tide Pods. <laughs> Um, next, oh, oh, should I just go right into it? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so what did you want to be? What's the first thing you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> or first thing, yes. So wanted, the first thing you know. I remember wanting to be was actually like a farmer. <laughs> and you so know cool. when you're like in preschool and you make those little pictures or whatnot and it's like, draw what you want to be when you grow up. Well, it was literally like a yellow Simpson stick version of me <laughs> with like a pitchfork on a tractor. Oh my god. <laughs> I, like, I want to be a farmer. What made you want to be the farmer? Like did you see a farmer and or like how did like I feel like I feel like I didn't think it's just because we farmers. had like family friends that lived like way out in the country and they like kind of had a couple chickens and whatnot and I was like this is so cool. I want to be a farmer. Are you an animal person? 
Oh, so that's the next part. <laughs> After I got over the farmer thing, I wanted to be a veterinarian. And there actually oh. was a reason for that because my grandma was a vet tech and worked at an office. And I would go stay with her for a couple weeks in the summer. And sometimes she would sneak me to work with her. <laughs> and I would help her with the animals and whatnot. And so I really wanted to be a veterinarian from like the age of six until 10 or 11. And my grandma shut that down real quick when I started so being vocal about it. And she's like, you realize part of the job is killing the animals, right? <gasps> Whoa. She said that to like 10, 11 year old me. And I was like, that's like dark. I would <laughs> literally, you have to meet my grandma Susie to know, but like, you, I'm very like cut and dry. Like this is the way it is. No emotion. Yeah. And so she was like that only at 10. I was not like that. And so oh, she just like God. said that to me. And at that point I, I was thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, I guess you do have to do that. Like, oh, well, yeah. I actually wouldn't want to be a farmer. Just because yeah. <laughs> So at that point, I don't know what I changed to wine to be. I just remember thinking, like, maybe I'll just be an animal lover. Yes. So that's where that's where I'm at now. That's a good place to be. Yes. <laughs> Probably better than killing animals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure vets do a lot more than that. And, like, when they do have to euthanize an animal, it is for good reasons. Right. But, like, but still. It's still sad. It's still sad. I feel like disclaimer for this episode has to be. Trigger warning. <laughs> anim- animal killing. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> What's like, is, is there a more uplifting, uplifting <laughs> question? <laughs> I mean, that one was kind of uplifting, but it just... But then it went down It just ended poorly. <laughs> Sorry. So on the topic of, you know, what did, what do you want to, what did you want to be when you grew up? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to... Wait, we can confirm you are not a farmer. <laughs> I'm not a farmer, okay, no. no. So in this current day present, what do you want to be when you grow up? So, my current journey in life, when I grow big and (laughs) old, is I um, kind of have found my passion in wanting to be a physician assistant, and so that's kind of what I'm working towards now. It's been a long and coming journey, but hopefully there's a a promised land with that as my future. (laughs) Do you want to talk about your current job and, like, how you got to... The job that you're in now? Yeah, so I recently graduated from Baldwin Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, All jackets. Right. YJ4L, mm-hmm. am I right? You're right. <laughs> um, so I graduated back in December of 2019, which was like technically a semester early for my class and whatnot. And I had all these bright and bushy tail dreams. <laughs> I did that intentionally because from since like I was a senior in high school, I knew I wanted to be a physician assistant. And the specific program I wanted to get into started in May and so I intentionally graduated in December so that I would have a little a little bit of a break before starting PA school in May well don't you know (laughs) life has a funny way of like turning out and I was not accepted to PA school for this year I applied and everything last year and it just did not work out for me so when I graduated I had no clue what I was doing. I moved back home with my mom. <laughs> Love that. Fun times. Yeah. Literally. Emily, I'm sure you can relate with moving in with family and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But I was applying to literally every random healthcare job, like, you could think of. At one point, I was, like, applying to be a diet coach. What? <laughs> I was like, like yeah, yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. A, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? How hard could it be? Like the job search just gets like wider and wider. Mm-hmm. You go, and you're like, you just start like convincing yourself, like I have those skills. Yeah, I can do yeah. that. Yeah, you know, oh, 100%. lowering your expectations for different things. So, um, like a month and a half into my like job application journey, I got a call back from 
I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name. I I, th- I feel like it's not against any kind of... Okay, okay. No. If you want to make up a name, you can make up a name. Yeah. Well, no, but I think everyone that's going to listen to this knows. Okay, so basically, I got a call back from Nationwide Children's Hospital to, like, for a job. And when they called me, I really had no idea what job they were calling me about because I had applied to so oh many. Oh, well. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. And so then they start asking me, and the recruiter, I remember, was like, so, um, it looks here like you've applied to 32 jobs with us in the like literally it was like 32 jobs and so I was like yeah you know and I now I have such a good answer for that but at the time I was like yeah I just graduated and I didn't get into PA school so I'm just like and he was like and he was like yeah and he was like well that's an honest answer he was like what kind of jobs were you applying for and I was telling him and he was like and a lot of them were like lab type of jobs and he was like oh they're very um specific with who they hire and so in my head I was like well rude (laughs) yeah Well, with these lab positions, what I currently do is not, like, a lab position. And I was like, well, thank you. I've already been rejected from, like, school. And now you're telling me I'm not good enough for this, like, entry-level job? Okay. (laughs) But actually, the job he was calling me about was for an orthopedic technician or also, like, a cast tech. So what I do all day is, like, put casts and splints and different kinds of braces and whatnot on children at, like, the outpatient orthopedic clinics. So basically, if... Any of you know a child who has broken their arm or leg in the greatest Columbus, greater Columbus area? I could have put their cast on. Wow, that's so cool. Babe, yes. Do you sign it? I feel like you should sign it. No, because you have to wait two hours or else the oh. marker will just bleed through oh. the colored um, cast cool. tape. Do you do have like all different colors and stuff too? Yeah, we have every color under the rainbow. Wow, Can you put exciting. a rainbow? Can you mix no, the colors? Yeah, you can't mix the colors, but what you can do is do, like, a base color, and then you can take another piece of tape. Because casts start out, like, wet and squishy, on, like, on a roll of tape almost, and you, like, roll it around the arm or whatnot, and so you can make a stripe with that. So you do your cast, oh. and then you take another tape and kind of fold it in half and wrap that around so it's like a candy cane stripe. Oh, well, yeah. Yes. 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 So you can do two colors like that, but a little secret in the cast tech world is that People hate, one, doing stripes because they're hard to, like, secure to the other tape. And, oh. two, they're kind of a pain to take off because they're super thick where the stripe oh. is, but super thin where the stripe is not. But I love doing stripes, so I always offer them to kids because <laughs> I think they look so cool or whatnot. And then my coworkers kind of hate me for that, but, you know. It's fun. <laughs> If my plans play out and I go to PA school next year, like, I hope, they won't have to worry about it much longer. Right. So. So yeah, but um, definitely since graduating in December, it's been like a year of growth for me, you know, I don't know, I think being rejected from PA school definitely took its toll a little bit, because I had like had this plan and built it up for so long in my head, and then to not get in, it was kind of embarrassing almost, because I was like graduating early, and when you graduate early, it's like, oh, that person really has their life figured out, you know, they put so much work in to do this early, and then it's like, oh, so what what are you doing when you graduate, which already, like, sucks as a question, because very few people, like, have it figured out, right, but they make it seem like it's not normal if you don't have a a good answer, right, right, right. so I don't know, But so since all then and since being, you know, at my parents' house and not having very many friends in Columbus and, you know, all that stuff and then COVID hit and I'm basically quarantined like by myself, I had a lot of time to reflect and whatnot. And, you know, something I've realized is I really did not face rejection until like later in my college career. Like, can you like I got into almost every college I applied to in high school, like I... 
So like it like built that confidence. Yeah, like, yeah. In like the path you were choosing for yourself, you like had this. You were building confidence like every year, every step yeah, of the way. Yeah, oh, like, exactly. Okay, like I'm on the right track, and then. Like the world, like, yeah, like the world is my oyster, whatever I do and whatever I put any amount of energy in, even if it's not a lot of energy, like I'll get it. Cause honestly, like you apply to college and it's really, maybe it's just because of like where I grew up and whatnot, you're very supported in that, but it's like not quote unquote hard to get into college. But I mean, it is, but does what I'm saying make sense? Like where I like grew up. Like it's not like a totally like crazy off the wall thing to do. Is that yeah. What you're trying to say? Like, yeah. Like a lot maybe. of people go to college. Uh, I, I kind of yeah. see what you're saying. Like. Isn't like you're like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna fly like in the, to the high moon or yeah, like in the <laughs> high school I went to, it's just expected that everyone like goes yeah. to college, you know. And I think we had like some different experiences with that, maybe a little bit. I just know from listening to your other podcast yeah. and you talking about that. Yeah. But um, but I guess what I'm saying is just like the like whatever I put any kind of energy to will happen, and then going to college and like starting to do things and like being involved in organizations and then maybe not getting like the leadership position I wanted that was kind of a thing and oh my god like I didn't realize how much of a psycho I was about this until like (laughs) now but like I could not one like recognize let alone accept like rejection in dating like uh, I don't yeah you brush off like oh well it's this yeah well no not even that if I okay so I don't Like, when I think about myself, I don't think I, like, like many men romantically or whatnot. And so, but when I would, I would, like, sink my teeth in and be like, you are going to love me back. And, like, (laughs) if you don't... it was not very successful I was and it was like and like looking back there were so many times where it was like that guy was just not into me and I could not like realize it recognize it or whatever I just thought it wasn't the right time and they needed another sign that I like yeah you know was there and waiting right like almost like you looked at the like rejection of saying yeah it's like as like a well, there's no way that they're rejecting me. It's yeah. their own personal problem. Oh. And, like, something else that they're dealing with has nothing to do with me. That's a better way of saying it, yes. So, like, do you think that, like, when you got, like, rejected from PA school, like, do you think that you had that same mindset at first? Or, like, what was your mindset? Was it, like, was there something that I did wrong? Or were you thinking, well, they just, they're messed up. They don't know what the hell they're doing. So, it was definitely one of those things where I was even, like, being gassed up a lot by, like, PAs I knew and shadowed with and my advisor at school and they were like you'll get in don't worry about it and don't worry about it and I really? yeah That's so I was kind of gassed up in that regard but also at the time like this time last summer and whatnot I was so caught up in like some personal things and like I was totally over involved on campus and whatnot and so like I knew as I was doing it that I wasn't putting the time and the thought into mm-hmm. my application and I thought it was go- and in my head I really was like oh it's good enough I don't have to tr- like you had the confidence yeah like, oh no big deal I was like I I was like literally I was like I look good on paper I don't need to like try in my personal statement I don't have Ooh. to have quality letters of record or whatnot and even like and I just totally like messed up my GRE because I was like I already have all the experience I need like I don't need a good GRE score and that really was the kicker and so I think as and so applying to PA school is a long long process yeah like it takes months months from when you start your application to when you do interviews get in and then it doesn't even start for sometimes a year after that point so like next month I could get accepted to a school that doesn't start till next August so like yeah so the longer it got the more I was like yeah this isn't gonna happen and so finally I did get rejected from like almost every school I did get on one wait list and that was kind of like oh yay but like how so 
I guess I finally came to terms with it, but it was still, like, I knew what my problems were. Like, you kind of realized, you're like, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. Yeah, oh, 100%. And so I think I accepted it before I actually got the rejection. But honestly, though, I couldn't even imagine, one, I think rejections are just redirections, if that makes sense. Yes. Now he's getting philosophical. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have my moments. So I wasn't saying that to myself in the car on the way here. Or it's organic. Um, um, but no, because I think about it, and if I did get accepted to that school I was telling you guys about that started in May, like COVID hit, and now right. they're yeah. all online, and I know myself and know I would have like flunked out. So I definitely right. saw that. And that's um, a very hands-on program, too. Right. Oh, 100%. Oh, for those who don't know, PA means physical assist- physician's, physician's assistant. assistant. Oh, I'm sorry. I just no. always assume. I, I feel like she might have said that. I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. know. But if we didn't, and you're, like, so curious right now, it's physician's assistant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do um, have a question. Yeah. Do PA schools send you why you're declined or do they not like is it they like regret to inform you don't or? they do not okay. um and honest so i did not reach out but okay. so i another thing i did wrong or that i not did wrong i guess because there's no right or wrong way to do this but that i did differently this year was i applied to a lot more schools last year i only applied to three oh. and i also think that described my headspace with it because i was very much like i don't want to move i want to be places where i'm comfortable so i only applied to places cleveland columbus and then finley where i had family because i was right. like i want to you're gonna be stranded yeah, yeah yeah and so where I, now i'm totally different like maryland philadelphia <laughs> let's go <laughs> But, um, so yeah, so the two schools I just got flat out rejected from, like, didn't even make it to an interview or whatnot, so I feel like at that point I was just a number to them and just didn't meet, like, the preliminary checklist to where it wouldn't, I feel like, have been authentic right. for mm-hmm. them to get back to me, and then the other school that I got waitlisted for, I was waitlisted, so I felt like it would have been awkward to reach out and say, like, yo, why am I waitlisted and not accepted? Right. So I think it would have been different if I would have gotten an interview and then was declined immediately after the interview. Right. But no, I definitely... Yeah. So next. Mm. Yeah. But I think I know enough about, like, my personal flaws and whatnot to, like, know, like, I really just fucked up my GRE and my personal statement was kind of lackluster or whatnot. But, like, looking back on it, I love my job. I never oh, thought I would love working with kids, and I Same. absolutely... <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No. Um, but I love working with kids, and, like, Nationwide Children's Hospital, which I'm just going to call NCH from now on so everyone knows, is, like, the best company. That All the doctors mm. are, like, the sweetest people in the whole oh. world, not just to our patients, but, like, to the staff as well. I feel That's like there's good. a big cool. stigma that, like, doctors are kind of a-holes all the time and whatnot, but the ones I work with are so supportive. And one, I remember sitting there talking with one doctor when COVID hit and we were doing like phone appointments and we were just having like a little get to know you time. And he was like, so like, tell me about yourself. What do you want to do? And I was telling him like, well, I'm applying to PA school. And his like immediate reaction was like, so are you going to come work for us when you're done with school? And I was like, are are you offering me a job? (laughs) And it was just like so encouraging. Yeah. And he just, like, continued to reassure me, like, you know, we really value the, that position. Is, I mean, you see it in our office and whatnot. So he, they were just, like, so encouraging. I love that. Yeah. It's just amazing. And, like, the people I work with are just so cool. So, yeah. 
Very nice. Yeah. So, like, that, that's kind of cool. Like you said, like, the rejection is more of a redirection. Mm-hmm. Because if you weren't rejected, then you wouldn't have had this opportunity at this job. Oh, 100%. And, like, yeah. Know people, that you like to work yeah. with kids. That's oh, true. Yeah. That's another yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, from, like, a personal aspect, ooh. like, ooh, right? So... Before I graduated, I started talking. Well, I didn't start talking to him, but like we met right. each other for a while. But we, start, I started to get a little bit more serious with a boy who lives in Columbus, Ooh. and so being able to come back here and then kind of actually grow something there. Now my my love life is a lot more established. Yeah, and so to where you guys go on cute like kayaking dates. We no, um, oh, that you go, kayaking, no. no. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> we went kayaking. Okay. We were out on this lake for hours. And it was on a lake. So That's no like, current or uh, anything. And there were these little pontoon boats that would go uh, by and, and push like, us back oh, no! from where we were going. And like, so this was over a week ago, but you can see this blister. Oh, yeah. Like oh. healing on my thumb from paddling. <laughs> So it was great. Loved it. It was like something different to do on a weekend, right, but like, right. would I ever go kayaking, especially on a lake again? Yeah, Probably not. But I can lake. say I did it and yes. I didn't like it. Uh, kayaking is fun when you when do it with a current. Yes. yes. Uh, but like not an ocean sized current because that will um, make you, almost make no. you want to die. No, I'm kind of scared of the ocean, so I don't think I would ever do that. I think I'd be like, you know, what's that movie? The um, What's the uh, Life of Pi? Oh, I didn't watch that movie. No, I know like, the, with the tiger on yeah, the boat. But that's I didn't like, watch it. That's yeah. like terrifying to be stranded like in a boat. Oh, is that the premise of the movie? Yeah, I honestly don't know the premise of the movie. It's a tiger, but it's not a real tiger. It's like an animated tiger, which is for the best. Well, I, <laughs> but is it like a real tiger? Like he thinks it's real. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he thinks it's oh, real. I thought it was like an imaginary no, tiger. No, he thinks it's real. Wait, he thinks it's real or it is real? You know, I'm, I don't. It's been a long time. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry if I'm ruining this for anyone. I swear it was like I mean like they don't they didn't use a real tiger I don't okay again could be false information but I don't think that they used a real tiger for the movie I don't think so. they like animated it but right. in the movie he thought it was real but was it real? I then I'm thinking now that like maybe when he was like saved maybe it was all fake like a dream a way to get like coping mechanism yeah but like also it could be wrong I think I had to read the book in high school but like I don't remember okay. I think of the movies like, oh, what was that one that I think it was Blake Lively was in where she gets stranded on the buoy and there's that killer shark, like, circling her? No. Um, It's, like, stranded. Down on... No, I forget what... No. It's something about a buoy, I think. Oh, is it? Blake Lively ocean movie. Google's. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that. But that's, like, what I think of with oceans is, like, sharks super close to the shore and you can, like, see the shore and... You like no, yeah. I mean yes, the shallows. Yeah, yeah. The I shallows. Seen trailers for yeah. those. I don't. But I saw I that don't. movie and it has me freaked out. And like I can swim pretty well. Yeah, and she I, was a swimmer. Yeah, but no, I do not go in the ocean. It scares the bejesus out of me. No, I could literally live in the ocean. Probably be fine. It sounds dramatic, but like I'm not. I wish you guys could see our, me and Ireland's <laughs> yeah, faces right now. I'm like crazy, <laughs> like just thinking about it. No, like I love the ocean. I love the beach. I love like I love the ocean of like viewing it, being in the little waves, the little close by <laughs> waves. waves. But like thinking about like being like like 
where I can't touch the bottom. Oh, that's the best. No. That is. Immediately, if I can't touch the bottom, I panic. I panic and I start swimming close to the shore. Even if I keep touching the bottom. Even if I can, like, see the bottom and it's deep, like, you still still don't know when a shark's going to come. That's true. Zoom, zoom, swimming up. That's true. But they, especially if you go to a beach with lifeguards, they tell you. Sometimes they don't. Okay, have you Oh, then there would have never been a single shark attack ever. Well, obviously. With one leg, you know? Um, I don't know. I think I'm a lake girl over an ocean girl. I'm mountains over beaches because I really just cannot stand a beach. I love beaches. I'm the sand. A beach gal. I do. I love the sand. I well, cannot... not when you're like it's up your face. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say I cannot do a sandy cheek. <laughs> <laughs> no sandy cheeks. No sandy cheeks. I mean that is the worst part, but like I just no, love, I love the ocean. Anyhow, back to the um, idea like... of rejection. rejection. <laughs> you couldn't tell us the theme. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. What about when you guys have been rejected in your lives? Yep. I think it's interesting because when you say that, you go. Um, we'll get back to your thought okay. after, I don't remember, because she asked this question. Um, but it's interesting because you said that the first time you faced rejection was in college. For me, I distinctly, distinctly remember eighth grade, I... Um, not applied, but like I um, was on the ballot to be ninth grade president for okay. student government. Mm-hmm. And it was me and another girl, and it was just us two, and we had to give speeches. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I was deathly afraid of speaking in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that originates from I had a um, speech impediment. So, like, it, I have a lot of problems, like, with reading, I get very anxious about it. I'm very nervous. Um, and so I was literally terrified. When Aww. I say terrified, I was like sweating. I was all red. <laughs> sweater. Like, yeah, like I am also a sweater. No worries. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like I w- it was so nervous. I wrote like a good speech. Like I will toot my own horn and, and say I'm a good writer. Mm-hmm. Like I know that's one of my strong points. But the speaking, what I'm writing, oh my God, it was so bad. And I remember the announcements, it was over the speakers of them going down the list of who won what. It was oh, like, I okay. Do that. You're oh sitting my. in class, like listening and like, do you win or lose? So you're just like in front of everyone. Oh. Like, Well, thankfully it was like after the bell rang. Oh, okay. And so everybody is like kind of walking around and I remember like going to like kind of a corner by myself just uh-huh. to like mentally prepare because I like almost knew that I wasn't going to get it. But yeah, I didn't get it and like, that moment was one of those, like, it's why I didn't do student government in um, high school, even though, like, I thought it would be fun and cool to mm-hmm. do. Um, it was the one club, one organization in high school that I wasn't involved in. Because oh, no. I was involved in everything else. I mean, we had, like, three clubs. Like, I should yeah. you not. There was only, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was the one I wasn't because of that. I was terrified. Thankfully, mm-hmm. it was literally, like, the, I think it was the last day of school that they announced. So I was oh, like, I'm done. Year? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't have to see anybody and face the rejection. But, like, yeah, it was – and especially by peers because, mm-hmm. like, at that age, they matter oh, the most. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you, you kind of take the rejection as, like, well, they don't like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, I wouldn't like me in eighth but, grade. <laughs> <laughs> but props to you, though, for, like, putting yourself out there like that because – I think maybe one of the reasons I never faced rejection is because I didn't do those kind of mm. things. 
Like, I don't, like, I like don't you, know. You stick to the things you know you're good at or can mm-hmm. succeed in. Yeah, yeah, or stuff that you didn't have to, like, be nominated for, I guess. Like, I would do clubs and whatnot, but it was always just participation. Like, in high school, I never really wanted to be in charge of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I was busy. Like, I was an athlete, and I was in band and whatnot. And, like, I remember I – you were a field commander. We called them field commanders, too. And oh, then good. I was, like, talking to other schools, and they were all, like, dr- drum yeah. majors. And I was like, what the like, fuck it's is such a dr- outdated <laughs> phrase, which, like – but, like, we didn't do any fancy things. Like, I didn't have to no. do a cartwheel on the field or no, anything. No, no, I would no. have. I do want to point out, Mr. K, I would have done a cartwheel on the field <laughs> yeah. if you asked. But, no. But, like, I applied for that and, like, auditioned and whatnot, but I, like – didn't practice for the audition and I kind of did it because I thought it would be cool but I went into it knowing oh. that like I wasn't prepared so that I didn't really feel as rejection right. like it was something your heart was yeah, yeah 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 so I don't know right. I feel like I just so I've been declined from things but I also just wasn't like I like nothing meant anything to me I think mm-hmm. that's what makes rejection yeah. is rejection oh, is so like true. when it holds like a place in your heart yeah see I feel like <laughs> like the difference in our personalities here <laughs> i'm the kind of person like i have everything means something to me everything okay. does so like the little thing that i enter or like the little like no matter how ins- insignificant like a like a what's what am i trying to say like, like a like, raffle or like something you trap for like you possibilities to get rejected from like mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say um, being a student leader, or any a leader situation, in general, yeah, um, that you could any any situation. Honestly, every situation I'm in, I feel like mm-hmm. I put meaning to it. Yeah. So like, when you say like you haven't really been rejected till college, I was like, like this morning I was thinking about it, and I was like, honestly, like I feel like reject rejection is this some, the thing I dealt with like the most in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> because I put so much meaning into things that like, like like solos or like or like like leader positions or like I don't know just different things I just feel like I put that meaning to it so it just like it just hits you it just hits me every time it just yeah and then I gotta pick myself up to do the next thing but and you're it's probably like, oh, the most kidding. resilient person because of it that's true I have a lot of practice yeah <laughs> do you consider yourself like an anxious person would you say yes or like you do so I heard something interesting recently and it was like most of the time, like, the overachievers, or maybe not overachievers, but, like, the perfectionists or whatnot are, do, like, the worst work because they're such, Mm. like, perfectionists and they, like, that they become, that they put things off and procrastinate or whatnot and they don't spend as much time on it because they want that to be an excuse for doing subpar work because they're scared. Like, there's so much work that I didn't get it all done. Because they're scared of, like, putting in the time and the effort to make something like perfect and quality and then that being rejected that they basically self-sabotage by procrastinating and doing things and so I kind of feel that because like you can definitely see there instances where I did that with this field commander trial like I just told Mm -hmm. you I didn't care about it but I purposely not purposely but I didn't try out for it and whatnot and even with my PA school application last year like you know, because I didn't, like, I kind of, I think, in the back of my head, always knew that I, like, wasn't ready or wasn't, maybe did the work to get in, and so I, like, purposely self-sabotage my applications or my tryouts or whatnot, and they say that, like, a lot of perfectionists or whatnot do that, because they, like, get anxiety about not doing 
or about putting the work in and it not being good enough. So they just don't put the work in so that they have that excuse to say, like, oh, well, I only got to be on my book report because, because I, I didn't, because I, oh, I did it last uh, night. Yeah, the phrase, like, well, I didn't study that much anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, like, it's weird because, okay, so there's, like, the perfection, perfectionist, why can't I today? Perfectionist side. And there's, like, because I, I don't feel like I'm not a perfectionist. I, I think I'm more of a control freak. Like, like, okay. like I think, because I have that, like, anxiety towards things like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, not in, like, a perfect thing. It's, like, a, like, that's why I, like, whenever I, how do I put this? Sorry, this is rambling a little bit. But, like, I like to have control of a situation mm-hmm. and the outcome of the situation and, like, just to, like, know what's going on. I don't like to not know because I like to have, be in control. But if I am rejected, then another reason why I feel so, like, distraught over it is because I feel like I'm, it's out of my control. Gotcha. And it's out of my, oh. like, I, I, it's not under my control, and I gotcha. don't know the outcome, and I, and, it's and so, like, of being lost because you thought you were in control, and all of a sudden well, you weren't. Yeah. Right, and it's, like, it's, like, blame, too, because I tend to, 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 to do the thing where I'm, I'm, like, well, it's my fault, I didn't do this right, mm-hmm. like, I could have done this better, like, what did I do wrong, and I try to fix it and try to put it back in my control by fixing the situation. Yeah. Even though, like, That's sometimes, like, which is, like, kind of, this is, like, getting really deep, but, like, mm-hmm. even, like, when you said rejection in, like, other situations, besides, like, academic or, like, accomplishments, it can mm-hmm. be relationships. Yeah. And that's why it's so, like, heartbreaking, because it's, like, you literally can't fix it. It just is what it is. Yeah. I would like to say, though, that my current boyfriend, Connor, he did reject me quite a few times. <laughs> wow. Buddy. You. <laughs> he snatched that for, up. for about two years, but now... <laughs> But there were conversations. <laughs> but my persistence and Okay, so <laughs> I really when I put it like out on paper and talk about it, it does not sound like a good thing, but I can truly I say right. Oh I yeah, I can okay. truly say though that like I am so in love and the happiest oh. I've ever been. And oh, I believe that's so cute. I truly believe he feels the same at this point, but like we just both had to like We had to like grow a little bit, probably. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause I mean when like who you are at the beginning of college is not oh at all God. who you are at the oh, end. But I was also a head ass. Mm. Like part of all those rejections and whatnot, like kind of built me into the more mature, chilled out, like go with the flow person. Whereas, like yeah. I'll be the first to admit, I am not the sweetest peach in the patch by far. <laughs> no sweetest peach in the patch. <laughs> Might be a little sour sometimes. <laughs> Just a little bit, but that's why you love me, right? It, exactly. Your toes. <laughs> because we mix well. I'm sweet. You're sour. Sweet and sour. Yeah, it's a nice combo. But so I guess what I was trying to go with that is that you can be rejected a lot by the same person <laughs> as long as... Not to say, yeah, like I said, it's not like you can't fix it or can't change it. Just I think you can't always fix yeah. it. No. I think people come into and out of your life for a reason. And like sometimes friendships. you... Yeah. And um, sometimes you meet somebody at the wrong time and you just have to wait a little bit longer and be a little bit more patient. Oh, 100%. And I definitely think that's the case with Connor because you genuinely do look so happy and so content with life both with your job and your you know personal life and I think that the rejection has made you stronger and I think it also has um made you more and I hope this doesn't come across wrong which it may but I mean I think it has made you more empathetic um I would agree with that yeah. yeah and like it's so funny because you you think about how it has like redirection it it Mm -hmm. turned you in or like landed this job on your Mm -hmm. lap that you love now um but on top of that I think your personality has been 
not tweaked, but you have grown from it. No, you can definitely. It's I like think I, I recognize that in myself. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. That's cool. Growing up is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Gotta love your twenties. Literally, it's just so. Like I think about like. Me now, if I were to meet me when I was like, I would say probably end of freshman year, maybe even sophomore year, like 18, 19 year old Catalan, if I were to meet them now as like not me, I would hate her. Like I would, (laughs) I would not be able to stand her. So I don't know. I think you grow. And so I think that's like an interesting perspective to like think about. Like think about like just you, like pre-college versus post-college. Like just think about that. I think I'd look at myself and be like, oh, <laughs> you just wait. Like, I don't Literally. know. What were you wearing? What are you wearing? That was like, like I had oh the worst fashion sense ever. Uh, sophomore year, end of sophomore year, what hairstyle? I know we talked about this. My hairstyle? Yeah. The bangs. End of freshman year. The bangs. <laughs> the <laughs> freshman year. Mm-hmm. The bangs. The bangs. But yeah. No. And I also, so that's funny you say that's made me a more empathetic person because I... We were talking about the ENFP, the Myers Briggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. When, when I say Myers Briggs, I think the letters mm-hmm. in my head, like A B C D. But anyways, um, I think it's changed so much because I have grown like every time I took right. it or whatnot. But I used to be like a very judgmental person, like think when like people above mm-hmm. me would graduate, and I'm like, what do you mean they don't have their life figured out? Like oh. I'm gonna have my life figured out. And now that I've like faced those rejections, and I like see other people like now, and I'm like, yeah, you got time, like right. shoot, girl. And like I remember now, there are a couple people like at BW still or like in Alpha Phi that are younger than me who are kind of going through. I think parallel situations to what I went through and like just giving them um like at the end of senior year when I'm giving them like I don't know why I got into note writing but for um (laughs) sorority pass downs I wrote people notes to go with a lot of their pass downs and like in one of them it was a girl who I knew came into college wanting to be a PA and then she ended up kind of not she's still figuring all that out so I wrote her a note and was like listen dude like it is okay to not Mm -hmm. know what the heck you're doing and I think I don't know, me knowing that I could have used that, um, I don't know, I feel like I've been a more empathetic person, and I'm like, just, you have time. Even when yeah. I talk to kids at work that come in that are, like, going into college, I'm like, oh, so what's your major going to be? And they're like, oh, whatever, and I'm like, you know, it's probably, and I'm, like, very honest with them, like, and it's no probably change. not what they want to hear, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, let me know if you, like, stick with that. And I'm kind of cynical about it, but, like, <laughs> also in, like, a good way to where it's, like, and I think I tell every single one, go in undecided. Like, get, no, all your gen- so get all your gen heads out of the way so you don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Yeah. And it also lets you look at different majors that you probably never would have thought that you would oh. like and you mm-hmm. do. Oh, yeah. True, true. Yeah. I mean, shoot. I remember going through, like, a halfway through college crisis where I was like, maybe I want to be a history major. <laughs> like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> I really like history. Besides Lost and Determined, one of my favorite podcasts right now is Hope Through History. It's very good. Give it a listen. But it's talking about how, like, previous time things that had happened in history that, like, kind of we could use now to give us hope, such as, like, the polio epidemic and how we can use that to get through COVID. (laughs) Oh, by looking. I was like, you want the polio? No, not by using, but, but, like, looking. Because did you know, this is, like, your fun fact of the day, when, like, polio was, like, rampant in the 30s and 40s, they used to shut down in the summer movie theaters, swimming pools, all public places 
that kids would frequent so that because like kids actually like kids would die from polio it's not like covid where their kids aren't really affected so they would like close down all the public facilities and it's like well if we could do that in the 30s and 40s you people can damn well wear a mask but um (laughs) sidebar for the day (laughs) but but anyways it's just cool to see like a parallel like well this isn't totally new because we have gone through this before so like hope through history polio doesn't exist really anymore because we have vaccines and herd immunity and whatnot yeah. So yeah, so I really like history. And so for a while I wanted to be for about a week I wanted to be a history <laughs> I wanted to be a history major. And so then I did the math and I was like, so how long would I have to be here to get <laughs> just switch? Oh. Like, it was too it was too long. It was yeah. too long. So here we are. Yeah. But are you regretful of that decision? Oh no, not at all. Okay. Because then I also came to terms with like things you're interested in don't have to be your whole life. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, yes. So, and a little I think louder. That, one more time. <laughs> the things you're interested in don't have to be your whole life. And wow. I think that's what high schoolers think when they go yeah. into college. They're yeah. like, I love books. I have to be an English major. And it's like, but, Good luck with that. but mm-hmm. do, does that then take the fun out of it? Like you have right. to look at it from the, like a logistical standpoint and like, I don't know about you guys. I'm really interested in medicine, but that's not really something you can do for fun. That so is true. that kind yeah. of does have to be. A it's kind of like, like in our last episode when we did um, like people sending questions. I know one person sent in like how your work isn't your life or something, or yeah. like finding mm-hmm. or what did you say? I forget your, the wording of it. Your it worth is, isn't determined by your work. Yeah, like it's like right. yeah, like you have to have like other things in your life, and it's not your entire life. Your job isn't your entire life. And I think that's something that, like, I feel like you don't, I feel like in college I didn't even realize or, like, you just, you just don't have that perspective. And then, like you said, medicine isn't, like, your hobby of choice, you know, (laughs) it's also when you go, like, have fun on the weekends. And, yeah. And if you do, I'm sorry, but that's an expensive hobby. Or it's just weird. There are some (laughs) jobs, like, you know, if you're, like, a surgeon or if you're, like, you know, like, there are, there are, like, musicians out there that, like, live, live and breathe, like, their work and, yeah. like, whatever, like, which, you know, that's fine and all, but, like, that's not every single job, and, like, yeah. you don't have to, just because, like you said, just because you like something doesn't mean you have to do that for the rest of your life. So now I have a question for you guys, because I'm curious, because something I've struggled with since graduating and not being, like, full-time student, campus organizations, whatnot, do you guys have new hobbies you've discovered oh since graduating college? We started a podcast. <laughs> this is actually interesting because, so like when I, oh, I'm sorry, that sounded so. I wish you guys could see the face I'm making at her across like, this uh. table right now. <laughs> um, I remember like when I graduated, I like like again. Like, you feel like you were just, your life is not empty, but kind of. Like, you're just like, I don't have anything Close to depression. do besides work anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And, like, Because you're often not with your friends. friends. Every time yeah. I'd see my parents, especially my mom, or talk on the phone, she'd be like, so, like, what are you doing? Like, are you, like, what are you going to, yes. you should do, you, do, you should join something. You should go do something. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, Yeah. It's, it definitely is a whirlwind of mm-hmm. what should I be doing with my time. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just now starting to find other things to do. Like what? Well, I'm a big I DIYer. Okay. Yeah. And she yeah. bought a house, so there's a lot to DIY. Yeah, there's also, like, do and, yeah. like, like I like doing art stuff and, like, creative stuff. Yeah. Oh. She got yarn, and she's going to make <laughs> this <laughs> yarn. <laughs> I tend to just buy things. I'm like, I could probably make something with this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so cool, because if I got some yarn, I'd be like, I'm going to braid it and then put it on a keychain. Like, it would be the <laughs> most boring thing. So I think it's cool that you're able to still be creative while 
doing something you enjoy. So yeah. what about you, Emily? Do you have any? Um, it's interesting because for the past like year and a couple months, like I was working at Target. Well, I, I was helping my mom out with her shop, with her new boutique, and then I was working at Target, and then I was usually when I wasn't working at Always, but a lot of times I was like babysitting for my mm-hmm. um, niece and my nephews. And so for me, like for a little bit there, like my family was my hobby. I know that sounds horrible, mm. but like just time with my family that in college I missed the opportunity right. for. Oh, yeah. Um, but now since I've moved out, I think that like work is going to be my hobby. I enjoy what I am doing. I enjoy having a reason to wake up in the morning. And, um, even though my first two days have been a lot of research based, which isn't my like favorite thing ever, Mm -hmm. but like, I enjoy that I'm doing something that is going to impact somebody. And so for me, the fact that I get to do that, that's like my hobby. That doesn't make sense, yeah. really, because, like, it's work. But, like, sense. it's also, like, a new thing for you, yeah. so it's something new to add to your plate. And, like, I feel like once you get in the routine of that and you, like... Then you might find something else yeah. that you, like... Online shopping like, is also always a hobby of mine. Like, Emily, like, you're very good at keeping yourself busy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like, like, you're always doing something. Right. Whether it's, like, I don't know. I, yeah. yeah. I don't like not having something to do. Like, I do enjoy just laying there. Yeah. But at the like, same you, time, I like... You're coming up with things to do. Yeah. You're not, like... You're not just like, well, I need to do something, whatever. Like, I feel like you look unfazed mm-hmm. when you're doing something. Like, you're always, like... Almost like you knew that you were going to be doing that activity, like, yesterday. Like, you just, like... you Almost like you always look like you're having a plan for what you do. I am so happy that's how I look because most of the time I'm like, oh, I should go do that. And I just get up and do it. Do I seem like that? No. Do I seem like I just get up and do random shit? Um, you, I think you think about what you should do. Like, you vocalize more. Like, oh, I talk oh, to myself a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, oh, I, sh- I should do something. Okay, what should I do? <laughs> and then, like, you look around like, hmm, and you think. And, I mean, I think that's just your creative process of okay. getting to. But, yeah, you seem very, maybe you're much more internal. But, yeah, you always seem like you I like, have your life together. <laughs> There's always something going on up there. I've, like, started and abandoned a lot of hobbies I tried to do. Oh, I always say this word wrong. Tapestries? I tried to make a woven tapestry. Yeah, I always weaving. say tapestry, oh. but um, tapestry. I have yeah. to think about it. But I, I I got halfway through one, and it's under my bed right now because really? I have not finished it. That's, like, it. what I was going to do with yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I keep looking at your yarn behind um, you guys right now, and I'm like, oh, shit, I really need to finish that. <laughs> but now, like, I just recently moved from, like, my mom's house to my dad's house and so now my aesthetic at my new room doesn't mm. match like the color yarn that I started oh, with. No. That's so, a mess. She's like, I have to abandon this project. It <laughs> yeah. is what it is. <laughs> I abandoned it long before that but now I just feel like there's no point in finishing it because I'll have nowhere to hang it. But um, I mean, does it look good half done? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Is it like half done or is it like I did a little bit and I'll say it's, it's like, done. I'd say it's like a quarter done, but <laughs> you start from the bottom and go up. So there would be no way to like hang it. Mm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Hang it upside down. But my current hobby that is still going that I yes. started about two weeks ago is succulent leaf propagation. <gasps> Wait, we just talked about yes, this. Yes, we did. We, we, okay. We need to go to Lowe's and just pick up the fallen leaves and just do it. Oh, that is called prop lifting. Propagation. Oh, you're not to do that? No, you are allowed to do. Well, oh. it, 
I'm so since starting like, this hobby, this I have gone all in and I'm part of quite a few succulent Facebook pages, and oh there is God. very mixed reviews on if that is okay or not. But you're saving it. You're giving it a new life. Right. Oh, exactly. But is it technically stealing or not? But they that's, have swept that's it up the and question. Thrown it away. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but once it's in the trash, it's technically like if you go and you pick <laughs> off the things. Yes, I mean, I think I if you're doing it in moderation and you're not picking it off the plant, exactly. If you're picking it off up the floor, that would have rather be it would be stepped and on or swept on, up. You know. Also, fuck a big business. If it's <laughs> Lowe's mean. or Home Depot, take that shit. If it's like your mom and pa nursery, maybe ask them and give them a dollar and be like, hey, like, <laughs> do you want to propagate these? Is that yeah. word propagate? Prop- yeah, I. Sure, it's probably. And if they say no, like, can I have them? Like, okay, sure. So my propagation started by accident, and I got a little succulent trio wow. from um, for my birthday, and it was three succulents that had totally different care needs in oh uh, the same no. pot. I so, okay, it, I yeah, I wonder if I got needs. that same one. Succulents actually can be really hard to take care of. So, Thank like, you. do your research. Um, I had to put. Uh, Ginger and Paul outside because those I are her succulents. Those are my succulents because I couldn't. But make sure you don't sunburn them because you can sunburn succulents and then they're dead. Well, I don't get a lot of sun. Well, I put them in the corner because I do okay. think that they were starting to because they were in that corner where it's always sun. Okay. I mean, yeah. once they get sunburned, they can't heal. So if they're. Wait, a I little... have some, some sunscreen. Oh. oh my god, if that was humans, I would be dead by now. I just want to point that out. <laughs> so true. It's like laying in the sun. Wow, that's true. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I love that for you. I feel like you were totally a plant mom. I get that vibe from you. Yeah. Yeah. Much to my stepmom's, um, <laughs> what do I want to say? I'm a very messy person, and so I have soil all over my bedroom uh, right now from all these know. different little pots. <laughs> and my stepmom is very much a neat freak, so we have gotcha. that little bit of a, conversation. of a conversation right now. But I'm trying soil propagation and water propagation. You have to let so us know. I will. Yeah. I have... I don't know if you saw my Instagram story a few days ago, but um, you post that on Instagram. On the story, really? st- <laughs> do you not? Follow I feel like I do. I like, feel like I just don't. See but story. I posted all my little pots with my little sproutlings. Let me see if I can find them. I love that word. <laughs> Sproutling. Wow, it's so cute. It's okay. I just added a whole story highlight just to show you guys. But see, that's, that's like my little. Setup. Oh wait, I did oh, see that. I yeah, that was think cute. I did. Do I follow you? I don't know, but you can see all the little roots coming out of the leaves. That's so cool. They're adorable. So I might gift you a jade plant. Wow. What's a jade plant? If you can include care instructions, that'd be very I'm literally like making this up as I go. (laughs) You're going to have to look at uh, Paul and Ginger and let me know your expert opinion. My one word of advice, if you get a plant from a greenhouse, you need to replant it because that soil in there is not for, like, the outside world. It's for, like, a humid greenhouse. Wait, really? Yeah. So, (gasps) like, if you get succulents from a greenhouse, you should repot them in, like, a 60% perlite, 40% soil soil mixture so that it drains easily, it doesn't hold moisture or whatnot because your house and whatnot is so much different conditions than like a greenhouse. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like when I one of my um, succulents I got like died right away from overwatering and that's because the soil was just retaining so much because it wasn't in the greenhouse. Interesting. There's so much information. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of a weird random topic I guess (laughs) we got on. Projected and now I'm a plant mom. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> I can relate. 
before we wrap up, do you guys want to talk any more about rejection or plant momming or I think any final it? words? Any final words, Callan? Lost and determined. Oh my. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that this whole time. Um, no, I don't think I have anything. Well, thank you for having me on here. Thank this was you super for being fun. Our first, first guest. I don't even think we said that at the beginning. Oh, our yeah, first, our guest. first guest. That's so exciting. That it's going to really be exciting. a tough act to follow if I, I do know. say so. I hair awesome. flips. I love it. Uh, I guess a few housekeeping. Is that the right word? Housekeeping? Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're actually going to be doing a giveaway. And uh, we'll announce this on our, it, it, it has been announced yes. on our Instagram. So most of you, if you follow us, should know this already. But anyway, we are having a giveaway. Woo-woo. Basically, how to enter. If you Don't leave you a review on Apple Podcasts, it has to be Apple because Spotify doesn't have reviews. Sad. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then send a screenshot confirmation to at lost.determined, that's our Instagram, to be entered. Uh, and then we'll send you a little thing. But the, this um, giveaway ends September 9th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Um, and just so you know, when you send us that um, screenshot confirmation, we're going to send you a link that you have to fill out in order yes. to be entered. And you have to have that link completed and submitted by September 9th. So be sure. Um, oh, yeah. The link has to be yes. filled out. Yeah. So, like, send Keep us a mind. screenshot so we can send you the link. Yeah. So we have your information. That's basically why. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that. So then we'll announce the winner September tenth, and we'll probably. I don't know if we're gonna announce what the prize is, but you'll see. It's a surprise prize. Surprise yes. prize. All right. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to enter, please do. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for joining in. With episode us. five complete. Bum, bum, bum. Bum.